Fourth and Forever podcast. Uh, the NFL draft is nearly upon us, so Darren and I feel it's time for us to be telling the NFL's general managers what they should be doing with their draft picks. So for those of you who may not be entirely familiar with the concept of the NFL draft, the best players from the NCAA college football ranks can put themselves into the NFL draft at the end of their college careers with the hope of being picked uh, by one of the NFL franchises. The team with the first pick in the draft is the one with the worst record from last season, so that is the Arizona Cardinals, and then this goes down through all 32 teams until it reaches last season's Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. You know how I didn't actually say anything with bad inflection for the Patriots there? I think I did a pretty good job. But you've added it in now. Yeah, well, I'm... Shut up. Uh, so uh, teams are allowed to trade their draft picks for other draft picks or for other players, but we have decided that we will not take that into account uh, because we could just say whatever we want to make the craziest draft scenarios, and we want to add a certain level of realism to this. Uh, so we do foresee quite a few uh, trading of picks this season, but we are going to make it that uh, Darren will take all three picks of the Oakland Raiders, whereas I will take the two picks of the New York Football Giants and the Green Bay Packers. So, without further ado, here comes Commissioner Darren Butters with the first pick in the fourth and forever NFL mock draft for 2019, the Arizona Cardinals. And folks, the pick is in! That's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> the first pick in the 2019 NFL draft. Yep, that's the year. Good job. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. <gasps> oh! Quarterback. Oh! Throwing a spanner in the works right away. Quarterback out of Oklahoma. <laughs> okay, um, so would you like to explain your work, young man? <laughs> he's the best player in the draft, and he has... It looks to be a lot higher upside than Josh Allen and if you're going Josh to, Rosen that Josh, is sorry. Josh Allen as well uh, the, also also the, higher the, Josh the, Allen. Yeah. the rush edge rusher um yeah I think I, I actually I'm quite high on Josh Rosen I think he's going to be a good player but I think when you have the opportunity to take someone like Kyler who's been in a system similar to Baker Mayfield similar level of accuracy much faster quicker off the blocks and their old line isn't ready yet mm-hmm. so having a player that can move around when you say move around, you mean run for his life, yeah. right? Yeah, he can run for his life and maybe get them three or four wins that they wouldn't have got yeah. otherwise. Well, I think um, the Arizona Cardinals might look like a different team anyway this season because they're going to get so many of their linemen back who were injured last year and they've worked on improving it. It certainly can't get much worse. But uh, they're going to want to give him a lot of help along the way, I would imagine. Kyler Murray is the like general consensus first overall pick for, for most people uh, on draft boards. Uh, they, they just see it as being too too good a fit, uh, despite his lack of size, but his uh, athleticism and, uh, like I say, ability to run around the pass, uh, sort of run around the pocket and escape pressure, could be what sets him over the edge. So, oh, Kyler Murray, oh boy, okay, now so what have I got to do? Oh, well, here comes Commissioner Stuart Bothwell for the second pick in the 2019 uh, fourth and fifth draft. <laughs> The pick is in! Or is it? I don't know what to do. Um, I'm already already flustered. Nah. I think... Um, Did you think I was going to draft it? <laughs> yeah. First overall? Yeah, exactly. You were going to go draft uh, Devin Bush, not even Devin White with the first one or something. Um, I am going to go with Nick Bosa. 
uh, mm. of Ohio State uh, because he is the best player available. That's it. As we love to say here, best, best player available. There it is. Um, but but I, I was really swithering back and forth between him and Quinn and Williams because I do believe that the 49ers could do with something more up the middle. But if you stick him on the other side from someone like DeForest Buckner, I reckon you've, you've, you've set that edge and then you can just force them to try and find another way of beating you. Yeah, I agree. Nick Bosa is the, probably the pound-for-pound pound best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also good for scouts and teams when you've got an exact replica of him already playing at a pro ball level yeah. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So there is no... As long as, like, I know he had... His injury that he has had is one of those injuries that I had a mate who had a similar injury, but not an athlete, but he mm. couldn't play football for three years. After, yeah, he was just lazy, though. After tearing an abdominal <laughs> muscle. So it's not an easy injury to overcome. That's why he left college early. Mm. Um, but I think he'll be totally ready. And yeah, it's a good pick for San Francisco. They've got their quarterback. They will need to start looking at offensive talent. But um, yeah, this is just a slam dunk for them, I think. Yeah, I think in, in terms of the offensive talent that was available there, it wasn't enough to justify not putting someone like Nick Bosa or Quentin Williams in there. So, uh, yeah, we went for Nick Bosa. Yeah. Okay, then. So, uh, moving on from there, we have the New York Football Jets, uh, which are going to be picked by Darren again. Me? So, you'll be getting the idea now. It's going to go generally back and forth, but there's going to be the odd moment where things get a bit crazy. I'm never getting tired of that. (laughs) Okay. So with the third pick... Oh, you're looking at me in a weird way. (laughs) Where are you going? (laughs) In the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. Now, remember that I don't believe that the Jets really need any of these players. And they can't trade down in our draft. Okay, okay. So with the third pick in the NFL draft, the New York football Jets select Greedy Williams of LSU. Ah, okay. Yeah, now, I, I will like explain it. that a little bit. No, now, okay. Yeah, go for it then. So they have talent, the Jets. They're, they're building, and I kind of agree in part with what some other people have been saying about, you know, you need to sure up certain positions. Mm. And now when you look at the Jets' actual um, depth chart, when you look at cornerback, they haven't they've got Brian Poole. Yeah, and Tremaine Johnson, who I like. So if you think that you've got Jamal Adams, you get yeah. Tremaine Johnson, then you add Greedy Williams. I just think you've shored that secondary up for five, three or four years. Yeah, and you can start to add the players you really need. Like if you start looking at Quinton Williams and Jonathan Allen and that, but they have C.J. Mosley, they have Brandon Copeland, they have they've already they've got Leonard Williams, they've already signed talent mm-hmm. in the in. The exterior, you know, in the interior. Yeah. So I think the exterior, the the sides is where they're a bit weak. So adding Greedy Williams, who can kind of play off the press and and kind of play with his teammate Jamal Adams, and yeah, yeah, I think that I makes a lot of sense. Greedy Williams out of LSU, he's uh, uh, like a, one of the taller cornerbacks that you'll find around. It's six foot two. He's got he's got the length, definitely. Yeah, like I think he has a tremendous amount of upside potential, and going to somewhere like New York, where he's already got someone like Jamal Adams, uh, like behind him, um, I can see that working out pretty well. So obviously we've got Quinn and Williams and Josh Allen still very much upset at the moment, mm. uh, thinking that they've uh, they've slid down this far. 
Okay, well, I guess with uh, if there's nothing else to be said there, or is there? No, no, no okay. Ah, yeah, that, I'm, I would be happy with that pick as well, actually. It might well, you remember that they'll, trade, they'll probably trade this pick down. Mm-hmm. So if they can get him at like seven or something, then yeah, yeah. it's the same pick for me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yep, yeah, I understand that. Just going to throw a spanner in the works for everyone else behind them right now in our draft. So uh, with the next pick in the fourth and forever draft, we have the Oakland Raiders, which once again reverts to Commissioner Butter. Go ahead. We're going to smile at each other every time that happens. I think it is. <laughs> it's great. It's good. Okay, with the fourth pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. How did you even think about doing that? Um, I thought, is, is this what you think the Raiders will do or is it what you think should happen? what I think should happen. So you think that Dwayne Haskins over Derek Carr? Yeah, I think Derek Carr's knees done. And oh. if they can trade him to someone that needs a thing, they'll pick up some good picks. And I do like Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you're going to rebuild, you may as well rebuild. And yeah. you can at least give Dwayne Haskins a year behind Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And if Derek Carr plays lights out, then you have someone you can try. Mm-hmm. Or someone that can sit and do an Aaron Rodgers. Okay, okay. And we'll see what sort of dynamic that would bring to uh, an Oakland dressing room, because it's still Oakland for the time being, before they maybe moved up, moved to Las Vegas. Yeah, well, Dwayne Haskins, he has been projected there by some. Um, but, of course, you do already have an established starter there in Derek Carr, so you'd have to ship him out, probably. Well, you, you would, because he's taking up a lot of room in the salary cap. Yeah, and another interesting one you've gone for there. Yeah, okay. I like it. I like it. Oh boy, this is exciting. <laughs> okay, so uh, if, if you don't have any more to say on that, then uh, up comes Commissioner Bothwell for the fifth pick, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is it in? Uh, yeah, the pick's in. Okay, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have thought long and hard about this pick, especially considering the likes of Quinn and Williams... And Josh Allen are still falling to them here. Uh, I would be tempted to take Quinn and Williams. Yep, I'm going to take Quinn and Williams. Just because I think that he's just too good a talent to let slide any further. Highest passing PF, uh, highest defending PFF right, grade since they've been doing the college football. Yep, absolutely. I think that uh, they, they would have expected to maybe get someone like Josh Allen or Devin White at this point. Uh, on my board, I didn't have Quinn and Williams dropping this far. Um, so, yeah, I think they would be delighted to pick up someone with that level of talent who can come in and really start tearing things up. So, <laughs> I'd absolutely take Quinn and Williams at that point. Defensive lineman out of Alabama. So, you've got that winning mentality coming in. I agree. Yep, you think that's an right pick? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Uh, I will. I will. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, I don't have much more to say on that other than uh, that they would be surprised that he would drop that far. But, you know, stranger things have happened. It'd be very similar to what happened last year with Bradley Chubb falling to the Denver Broncos. No one saw that happening with the way that uh, Cleveland made their picks. Um, So, yeah, I think they'd be happy to snap him up. And so moving on from there, we're going to go back to Commissioner Bothwell for the announcement for the New York Giants. The pick is in. Is it in? It's in. It's in, I'm sure. 
So, there's been a lot of talk about the Giants going for a quarterback. And I cannot do that at this stage. I just, mm. I cannot justify picking up someone like, uh, like Daniel Jones at this, this level. Consider Drew Locke as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Daniel Jones is the one they keep getting linked to. And I do still think that there is a chance that they might be able to pick them up with his, so with their second pick. Yeah. So, in order to try and fix things up a little bit in front of him, I am going for offensive line. So in this case, I'm going to go for Juwan Taylor, offensive lineman out of Florida, because you need to fix up that offensive line, which has solid just been... Tackle. Yeah, he's, 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 solid, well, the, he's probably the best plug-and-play one in there. The um, the Pats um, lineman they paid a lot of money for. Mm-hmm. Nate Solder? Yeah, yeah, Nate Solder. I think of Ninkovic. He just gave up to be retired. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ninkovic, yeah, it didn't, hasn't really worked out. But if they, he can be solid and then they have Taylor as well, then they're going to have a very good offensive line. The yeah. Giants, might, Giants fans might be a bit depressed with uh, the lineman going at six. Well, sometimes you've got to do you gotta do. You've got to go for the practicals. And if, if people are going to get upset by people taking offensive linemen in the top picks... It would be happening an awful lot. It's not the most popular pick because everyone wants the flashy quarterback and they want something to change your team. But ultimately, an offensive lineman can be a very, very practical pick. And that can be the one that transforms your team. If you have him come in and he can absolutely shore up that side of the line and give someone like Eli Manning or a Daniel Jones or a Drew Locke uh, the opportunity to actually throw rather than being harassed every single play, then... That, that can change your franchise. Yeah. And, and of course, they're just going to get another quarterback later on anyway. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, with the 10th, 11th pick, everyone selects quarterbacks. Yeah, that's probably where <laughs> it's going to go. Um, so moving on from New York, we're going to go down to Jacksonville. And since Darren's picking for the Jacksonville Jaguars... Is it DK Metcalf? It is! Hey! The 7th <laughs> pick in the 2019 draft. I select DK Metcalf, wide receiver out of LSU. Uh, out of Ole Miss, actually. Out of Ole Miss. Yeah, sorry, you're thinking yeah. of uh, someone else there. Anyone don't else? Don't know. Yeah, just thought you don't have no. him on my board. Odell Beckham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you, just, you just fancy that sort of uh, replacement there. So yeah, DK Metcalf, uh, the uh, athletic freak of the Combine, but with a turning circle of the Titanic. Uh, to be honest, I think he can get there with that. Yeah, if he gets taught NFL routes and he just has like eight or nine routes to learn the first like OTAs and all that stuff, then he's gonna be fine and he'll pick up the nuances of the game as he plays. I think he's a very good player. Just... Yeah, but I think he's got a lot of a lot of upside. Uh, it just it really needs to to hit for him. Uh, that pick kind of reminds me of one from yesteryear for the Jacksonville Jaguars in uh, Justin Blackman. Who was this this tall uh, athletic freak? Uh, really flashed a lot, but then had a couple of run-ins with the law and yeah. a few other things there. But um, yeah, Metcalf, I would struggle to find anyone who would disagree with that pick. To be fair, isn't Blackmon younger than us? Like he could still probably. Everyone's younger than me now. I feel <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> He's still in his 20s. He could easily pop up on a practice squad if he can get himself right, but he's never has. Yeah. I think there's a documentary, a 30 for 30, about, um, from ESPN about Justin Black. Oh, that'd how, be interesting. How burnt his talent, you know, how much he ruined his own talent and 
It's a bit sad, but I don't see that happening with DK Metcalf. You know, they need to keep hitting on these, um, keep trying to hit on these talented players because yeah. Jacksonville was not the biggest market and they need to have. Yeah. Did you consider someone like TJ Hawkinson there? No. All right then. Straight. Absolutely <laughs> no chance of a tight end in the top 10 there. Uh, or is it because we have the Detroit Lions up next, uh, followed by the Buffalo Bills and the Denver Broncos? And there's been some talk about tight ends going somewhere around about there. Um, but mm, will I? I don't think so. So with the eighth pick in the draft, we go to Detroit. And the Detroit Lions, they could use a cornerback as well. And so who who would I think would work best in that between DeAndre Baker and Byron Murphy, I think is pretty much my way of thinking about things. And I reckon that I would probably have to go for Byron Murphy in this situation. It just kind of feels that he could be someone to slot in quite nicely there. Um, that's Byron Murphy at Washington. Yeah, I think they just, they just needed a cornerback too much uh they're like of course you do have likes of montez sweat still available there uh josh allen hasn't gone off the board yet either um i can't can't forget about him because obviously i've not accounted for josh allen coming any further (laughs) down this board here so uh, i can see him coming off the board pretty soonish if that's going to be the case but um yeah uh detroit i feel that they've got one side of the field uh it's kind of sorted out with like darius slay but they need someone to, to bookend, and cornerback's a very valuable position. So if you get someone like Byron Murphy there, uh, I would have liked DeAndre Baker, but I also kind of want to leave him for the Falcons because I like that Georgia story. <laughs> so, yeah, any thoughts on Byron Murphy there? Oh, it's a solid all-rounder. Cornerback's an important position, as I said with Greedy Williams. I think um, a lot of people would have wanted Greedy, Greedy Williams to go to the Lions at that point. Yes. It fits more into their scheme, but Byron Murphy's definitely... Big enough and smart enough to to kind of fit into a scheme. He's an all rounder. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I they did. Need, they need talent on the outside. They're very similar to the Jets in that regard. They're yeah, just, you know, I was. I was down the wings. Yeah, I was anticipating Greedy Williams being available there, and he would have been my absolute go to pick for them there. But um, you know, in the absence of him, best player available. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Hey, okay. So moving on from Detroit, sometimes we won't have that much else to say. Uh, because it's just uh, a nailed-on pick. So do we have a nailed-on pick for the Buffalo Bills, especially considering the likes of Montez Sweat, Ed Oliver, and Josh Allen are still there? Hmm. Darren? Yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, oh so the pick isn't in yet? The pick isn't okay. in, no. Oh boy, could be here a while. This is going to get difficult. <laughs> it's going to get difficult. I'm just making sure my maths adds up. Hmm. Okay. 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 The ninth pick in the draft, the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills select wide receiver AJ Brown out of Ole Miss. Oh my goodness! Oh boy! So you're going for this school of thought of just put as many weapons in there for Josh Allen. I don't think the weapons have signed are weapons. Cole Beasley and John Brown get out. AJ <laughs> Brown is. The second best wide receiver in this draft. But do you think that they believe that then? Because they paid these guys some some money to get them in. Yeah, they needed on one. Isn't some one Brown's on a one year deal. He's on a prove it deal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they don't 
like they can cut them. <laughs> you can get rid of them. Um, I I I think that I am of a similar opinion of the Bills fan base. I think mm-hmm. they're just sick of getting defensive players that will leave. Um, you need to get some weapons for your young quarterback to fling it down the field to. And AJ Brown is definitely the kind of player that can go up and get it. Mm-hmm. And is fast, and he has a what oh, 90, 90 catchable balls last season. He only dropped five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think they would have gone for DK Metcalf if he was there. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the the feeling hasn't changed. I don't think there's that much difference between some of the wide receivers in this draft. Okay. And I just think that they need one. And you can start going, we'll take the best player available because he's dropped to us. But if you haven't scouted them properly, you'd, I just feel like you're making mistakes. I feel like the Bills will be looking at wide receivers. Yeah. And they still have to go for a wide receiver. Okay. Wow. Okay. So Josh Allen is still on the board. As is uh, likes of Devin White and Oliver, uh, I, I I must say I'm surprised. Yeah, well, but now, now that's what got, happens. Now you've got your dream job. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. All right. So uh, yeah, I guess if, if Hawkinson, yeah, <laughs> with the tenth pick uh, in the draft, the Denver Broncos will not go for T.J. Hawkinson. <laughs> He just stood up. You're mean. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, oh, he never came. To the yeah, draft. yeah, exactly. He knows he's not getting drafted. Um, now at this position, the Broncos have got a few places that they could go. Um, people are still thinking that Drew Locke would be a good choice for them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would kind of, I could definitely see it happening. I can see them going for offensive linemen too. But I reckon at this case, if this player is still available, I can see them wanting to shore it up. So I reckon that they would go for Devin White. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So Devin White, very solid defense. Yeah, linebacker out of LSU. I think he's a he's a, a game changer. He's the sort of guy that you can have in there, who's who Vic Fangio can really help make a <laughs> a real strong player out of. And if you have him in there with likes of Vaughn Miller, Derek Wolf, Bradley Chubb. This is like the, the defense is going to be what they're going to want to make something of here, and they may want to still try and get uh, a quarterback, an offensive lineman later in the draft. Uh, offensive lineman was probably the other place I was looking at going, um, but I I didn't think that Devin White would fall this far, so I was considering either him or someone like Ed Oliver might work as well. But yeah, Devin White just just makes sense for a, a Vic Fangio defense. Nice, sounds good. Nice. And as a, a fan, would you be happy with that? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It's um, not winning the games this year, is it? It might do. You never know how big an impact the player's going to have. In, in terms of what we're going to be doing this year, I mean, we've got we've got Joe Flacco. So what else do you need? They will draft a quarterback <laughs> at some point in this draft, but I don't see it being someone up that high. No. Unless it's Drew Locke. I was going to try and trade for Mason Rudolph or something. Well, of course, we can't take trades into account in this uh, mm-hmm. in this particular scenario, but there's there's definitely a chance of something like that happening. Uh, so now that we've done with the Denver Broncos, we'll move on to the Cincinnati Bengals, who have the 11th pick in the draft, and that will go back over to my colleague. Yeah, give me a minute. Commissioner Butter. So just. Hmm. 
This is an interesting one. No, I'm gonna have to do it. You can't. You can't not do it. Do it then. Okay. It's happening. Okay, with this pick, which I don't even know what number right now. Eleven. Eleven. Um, the Bengals select Josh Allen out of Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> Just have to take him off the board. You have to. He's I was like looking at Carlos so Dunlap and stuff and going, no, you still need to take Josh Allen. You still need to get him off the board. Yeah. Um, if you're the Bengals and you just you hope that Dalton can make it, otherwise you'll be crap and next year you'll get a quarterback. Okay. Can happen. They're not going to get a quarterback now. Well, think. you never know. This could be one of the seasons where Dalton plays slightly above average and gets them to the, the playoffs, and then they might win a playoff game for once. Um, yeah, I, I had uh, I had them going for someone like Ed Oliver at that point. Um, so yeah, but, but with Josh Allen still being available there, I think he's just too good a weapon to pass up. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say that that's. Uh, a reasonable uh, pick to make certainly couldn't fault you for it <laughs> yeah, for so, my scouting knowledge yeah so Josh Josh Allen at Kentucky edge rusher he was, he was ranked our second best edge rusher after Nick Bosa and uh, edge rushers are considered to be one of the most important players uh, sorry, player positions in the NFL these days and Getting someone like that who is ranked as like a top three talent fall down that far, yeah, just go for it. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, sounds good. Moving on then, and with the twelfth pick in the draft, we will have the Green Bay Packers. Yep. Come on, Dan, come on the ball. So the Green Bay Packers. Will select tight end out of Iowa, TJ Hawkinson. Okay, so explain to the people listening why you've gone with her. Because Jimmy Graham ain't shit no more. <laughs> uh, TJ Hawkinson could be, uh, well, people are saying he could be the next Gronk, but of course, everyone's going to look at that and just say, oh, he's going to be the next amazing tight end who's just going to completely blitz people. But I don't know if he's going to be that good, but he's certainly someone who I think could help improve them. Uh, better all-round player than Jimmy Graham, who takes far too many plays off these days, uh, which is a real shame because I did love Jimmy Graham growing up. But yeah, TJ Hawkinson, uh, I believe, would make a lot of sense here. I could also have seen them go for uh, an offensive lineman. Uh, I didn't think that they would reach for Nasir Adderley at this point because they could do with some safety help in my mind. Um, yeah, the safety class doesn't seem to be deep enough to kind of... It's position scarcity, though, so... Yeah. If you really need one, you'll have to take one, which is kind of what I think with yeah. the um, cornerback, Greedy yeah, Williams with the Jets. Absolutely. But I do. I, I see them getting more value out of a tight end at this point. So it's not quite a top 10 tight end, uh, and I can't see us taking too many more tight ends in this first round. But, um, you know, stranger things have happened. In fact, you'll probably do that with the next pick, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, who do Miami have at tight end? I don't know. Um, oh, God, am I Miami? You are Miami, oh, sir. So you're going to have so much crap to deal with there. Okay, give me that. So, yeah, moving on to the 13th pick. I'll give you a moment, sir, because <laughs> you're going to need it. All the maths. Um, I think I know where you're going here. Do you? Because I don't. 
well, I, th I think there's someone that you do like who's still available there who could help shore up that interior defensive line. Hmm. So I'm trying to consider is it such a dumpster fire that you can take a shot on players that need to be kind of coached a bit because mm -hmm. you have a year to coach them they don't necessarily need to start straight away because mm -hmm. um, to be honest oh, okay, I'm, I'm actually going to go with that okay alright then <laughs> there you go you talked talk yourself into it fantastic with the 13th, because I'm odds, mm -hmm. pick in the NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins select Montez Sweat. <gasps> Ooh, okay. He's only gone and done it. Okay, so Montez Sweat. Some people have him very high on their draft boards. Out Some don't have them there at all. Mississippi or something. Uh, one yeah. of those ones. Mississippi State. Yes, that's right. So he Back was down. one of these guys, another athletic freak at the Combine. Uh, I think, did he run like a four... 440. Four, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was an incredible performance that he had at the Combine. Um, certainly one of the best that we've seen from a defensive lineman for quite some time. He had a couple of health concerns, perhaps. But, um, yeah, would you like to explain no, why Sweat works here? Um, is it because of the name and Miami's real hot? <laughs> yes. I, well, he is a sovereign boy. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was, partly, I was looking at Ed Oliver and just kind of thinking, well... Ed That's Oliver is going to hate playing for this team. You think so? Yeah, I think he'll really struggle to be in a losing culture. He really struggled to be in a losing culture at Houston. Are you suggesting that Miami are a losing culture? Yes. I thought they were just a perpetually average culture. <laughs> I think, well, they're going to go into the season knowing they're going to get about three, four wins. So I think Montez Sweat, you bring him along slowly, you coach him, you're getting a first-round talent. And he's shown he can do it. He's shown it more than Gary, in my opinion, at the college level, that he can actually impact games. So mm -hmm. that's why you go for him over Gary. And a mindset over, I just think, that he'd be in a better fit into that system straight away and into that culture than Ed Oliver would be. And I think Edge is one of those positions you have to hit. You have to hit as many times as you can. Mm. Like they could come back in later and get another another oh, Edge if yeah, they true, wanted true. Uh, I think uh, Miami have been missing uh, a true force on the edge uh, for, for quite some time, um, other than Cameron. Cameron. I was going to say, don't diss my Cameron Wake. Yeah, yeah. Cam Cameron Wake has, has <laughs> been there and he's, he's, he's done it. But I know, I think I would still say someone like Jason Taylor was the, the last good one they had uh, before, before him. But yeah, sorry. Not, not meaning to diss on Cameron Wake because uh, <laughs> uh, he would uh, eat me alive. So, yeah, um, I suppose moving on from the Miami Dolphins, uh, we would come into the Atlanta Falcons with pick number 14. And uh, uh, now there's a couple of options here. The pick is in, by the way. You can you can play it. Okay, you're just telling everyone your thoughts. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Okay. I, I want to uh, talk about my reasoning behind this. So, Ed Oller is still available. Yeah. I do really like Ed Oliver. There's a, a, they could really do with some more help around about there as well on that line, but I just like the whole Georgia cornerback thing too much. Yeah. So with the 14th pick, the Atlanta Falcons will select DeAndre Baker, cornerback out of Georgia. Nice. Keep boy at home. Uh, help shore up a pretty weak-looking cornerback area there. I, I was still thinking other people to play alongside Gray Jarrett and 
stuff on the inside. I was even considering uh, Josh Jacobs at running back, but they've already got Darius Guy. No, no, sorry, that's no, next. That's, that's your next pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. getting ahead <laughs> sorry, of yourself. Sorry. Speaking of my own brain. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why I'm trying to justify it any more than I need to. Uh, I think that uh, he'll be a very popular pick, and uh, I reckon that he is like he has lockdown potential as well. So, yeah, take him. Nice. Moving on, uh, we would have the Washington Redskins at pick number 15. They've obviously had some issues at quarterback lately, but do they just rely on going a season with Case Keenum, or where do they go? Well, um, at this pick, Mm -hmm. there's no one as a quarterback you'd you'd take. No, isn't there not? Okay. It's just not happening. Okay, fine. Um, Fine, be like that. (laughs) They could trade for Josh Allen. I guess as well. They're still on that. Josh Rosen. Josh you done it. You've done it again. Because oh. he throws the ball for Buffalo. There's too many Joshes, and they're Josh Rosen. Yeah, they could still go for Josh Rosen. Yeah, I don't think a quarterback's the way you'd go here. No, I'm in agreement with you there. Um, they've got Darius Geis. Is it just accidentally said aloud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no real need for a running back. Of course, they do still have Adrian Peterson there at the backfield, do they? Yep. Yeah, they, they yeah, resigned him up again. Signed again. No. Hey, Pete. Oh, it's fine, eh? It's fine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's fine. I'm not having him in your team. Absolutely not. Unless you like don't like his parenting methods, but we'll ignore that. that. Yep. Okay, they've got a couple of needs wide receiver, defensive tackle, edge. There's a couple of big guys still available there. And the pick is in. Okay, so I'm going to say that with the 15th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Ed Oliver. (laughs) I think, okay, similar to the problem to the Miami, but they don't have as much choice. Mm. And I think he can make more of an impact right now. Yeah. And it's a very good defense already. You know, it's got a few characters on it. I think he'll feel all at home. And yeah, they're just, they're a little bit higher on the, the little graph going upwards than the Dolphins are. So I think he fits a bit quicker into that. Yeah, that, that's because the, the graph that you're talking about for the Dolphins is just... It's, it's, it's gone just through. It's x-axis. Yeah, it's gone... It's b- the bottom. Yeah, where is it? Oh, no. <laughs> it's gone. Um, not that we're meaning to talk down on the Dolphins again. And we're, we're sure that they're going to do just fine yeah, with eventually. With four wins. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so yeah, um, Ed Oliver out of Houston. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, he's... Ranked as probably the second best interior lineman, uh, just has a few questions surrounding his uh, well, off-field issues and personality. See, I, I don't think he has any. There's anything really wrong with mm. how he is. I just think he was too big a personality for a, F, a secondary mm-hmm. league school, mm-hmm. especially after the coach that um, actually hired. You know, recruited him left because mm-hmm. Houston were an eleven and three team, mm-hmm. and then their winning coach went to I don't know, it was like Texas Tech or something, and he was left with a new guy, and it went from being a team that could play with the bigger schools to being a team that was right where it should be in mm-hmm. a in a non Power Five conference, and I think that just grinded everyone the wrong way in the end. I think he was just too big, 
for the team and mm-hmm. he didn't want to play like near the end when he felt injured and you know the team wasn't winning anyway so he kind of took himself away from it and he got a lot of grief for it but at the next level I don't see that being an issue at all I just see a winner I just that's why I don't see him being at Miami I just think that yeah he'll immediately come in and he'll want to win and I don't think the coaches and the GMs and Nestle are going to be massively trying to win every game yeah okay no, I, I can I can see that I reckon that at the moment Washington have they've, they've got some time because of what's happened to Alex Smith at quarterback but they don't know where they're going to be going with this like for all we know Alex Smith may have played his last down in the NFL uh, there was talk about Josh Rosen being picked up there but apparently that has like began to fade like they could still go quarterback there I, I wouldn't be massively surprised to see someone like Drew Locke go off the board uh, maybe maybe grab Daniel Jones before uh, New York do. Um, but yeah, Ed Oliver, good pick. I'm with you on that. Cool, cool, cool. All right then. And um, moving on from there, we would head through to Carolina. So with the 16th pick in the draft, the Carolina Panthers will go for. Offensive lineman Jonah Williams from Alabama. He did drop quite far. Yeah, uh, we had him ranked as high as uh, eight on our board. Uh, and he's only the second lineman coming off the board, um, which is something which I wouldn't think would happen in real life. I can see a few more offensive linemen coming off by then because there are some really good quality guys there, including Andre Dillard still on the board, uh, Cody Ford also. Uh, there has been talk about Garrett Bradbury being taken in this uh, position uh, out of NC State, so that would make make sense in terms of a locale. But uh, Jonah Williams, he has uh, a lot of upside potential. He looks like he could really be turned into uh, a really handy player, and they could also take him from like like put him inside as well. Uh, there has been talk about moving him to to guard or switching him to the other side in the tackle. Yeah, they need to help protect. The franchise and Cam Newton. Yes. Just makes too much sense to me. Nice. Yeah, okay, cool. Yep. Cool. I'd say he's an offensive lineman. What do we want to say? He's <laughs> got hands. Yes, he does. So that'll do it for picks number one through 16. Please join us next time for picks 17 through 32, plus a quick draft recap. Did we make the right picks? Did we mess up? Tell us. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Yeah.